Thank you, Jesus. He is so good to us. Amen. So good, so good, so good, so good. Amen. Amen. Uh, we want to take a few moments tonight. I'm not going to take a long time uh, over the tithe and the offering, but there's so much that the Lord uh, has been saying to us. And uh, go with me to 2 Corinthians 9, because we've been dealing with this from uh, Malachi chapter 3, where he talked, the Lord talked about the tithe. And then he made a statement. He said that he would open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing there's not room enough to receive. And then he made the statement. He said, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Now, this is important because what we see there is the windows of heaven being opened, the blessing being poured out. But then he says, I will rebuke the devourer, Malachi 3.11, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. The word devourer is consistently translated seed eater. All right, the eater of seed. Now, here's the thing. And we've talked about this, and I want to touch on it just for a moment. Most believers that you talk to will say the tithe is the Lord's, that it was never ours, and that's true. But then that same believer will say, uh, you know, God just asked for 10%, and he gives me the 90%. If the 10% was never yours, you didn't just get 90%, you got 100% of what belongs to you. Now, but here's something you need to see. We know and we teach, and I believe it's honorable, and I believe that I've taught it from the Word of God, that the first tenth is what honors God. But there's no increase multiplication with the tithe. The tithe is that covenant connection that ensures I'm not devoured. So here's my point. If you're not going to sow a seed... In reality, it makes no difference where you tithe. Whether you tithe first or you tithe last. If you're not going to sow a seed, there's nothing to protect. Amen. Other than it honors God. Now, here's the thing. We're going to look at three things in these verses. I made a statement today, and I'll make it again. The seed that you sow directs the abundance in your life. There are people that will say this. They'll make a statement. They'll say, God is the total source of my supply. God is only the total source of your supply if you consistently sow. God is not the total source of the supply for a non-sower. When you sow a seed, you are producing a financial miracle. Now, do you understand what I just said? You really do. You understand that. When you sow a seed, you're creating a miracle. Now, we think of miracles, and it's true because the definition of a miracle 
is an uh, uh, interruption of the natural course of events. Like the working of miracles. But think about miracles that you see in the Bible. The man at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus comes up and he says, do you want to be whole? And the man says, I don't have anybody to put me in the water. Well, Jesus is basically saying, well, the, the troubling of the water's here in me. Right? And what, and what did Jesus say? Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Go to your home. Well, now listen. People will say that man had nothing to do with that miracle. Really? He could have laid right there. I had my good friend Lawrence Banda from Nigeria who was ministering here one night. Powerful healing anointing on his life. It was on a Friday night, Friday night service. And there was a man that came to our church at that time that had a, sp a degenerative spinal condition. And, and he was all but paralyzed, couldn't hardly move. And was in a wheelchair. They wheeled him up. He sat right here in the middle of the, of the platform. And Lawrence was ministering. And he walked up to him and he said, Brother, he said, the Lord tells me if you will make an attempt to get out of your chair, he will heal you right now. And that man looked at Lawrence Band and said, I can't do that. They wheeled him out. And he never got up. Right. Did God want to do a miracle? Yes. Could that man have received it? Yes. What was his effort to get up? His seed. Amen. His effort was his seed. And if he would have put the seed in the ground, he would have reaped healing. But he didn't sow a seed, and because he wouldn't sow the seed, God had nothing to work with. Amen. You can't just, I will have people come to me, no, present company excluded, but I'll have certain people come to me. Uh, I want you to agree with me about this financial need. Have you sowed a seed? Well, the Bible says, we're going to read it. Let's, let's, let's read it real quick. Am I helping anybody? Yes. Notice this. Chapter 9. Verse 10, there's three things. Number one, he that ministereth seed to the sower. Now, always remember that 9 and 10, or not, verses 9 and 10 are parenthetical statements. They are explanatory. I, I want you to see this. Uh, verse 8, God's able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Isn't that a good promise? But there's a parenthetical statement that follows it. There's an explanation to how that works. God being able to make all grace abound towards you and, and being able to make it that you have all sufficiency in all things and abound to every good work does not just happen. It is created. Well, it's in the Word. It's in the Word. But he tells you in verse 9 and 10 how you bring it out of the Word into your physical existence. Amen. As it is written, He hath dispersed abroad. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that, notice, same, same statement, still in parentheses. Now he that, here it is, number one, ministers seed to the sower. God is so good that he will minister the seed to you so you can sow it and bring yourself out. Amen. Amen. I've, I've, I've had a couple people recently talk to me 
and, and they, 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 they were looking at Liliana. And one of them said, I now know what it's like to have met the little girl that has everything. I've had people, my, my wife told, Lily was in her room the other day. She goes, boy, I got a lot of toys. And Pastor Michelle said, yeah, Poppy's going to have to slow down. <laughs> but here's the thing. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I sow seed to other children all the time. Amen. I love to give to children. But I cannot do something for your children that I don't reap a harvest for my own child. Amen. Listen to me. This is how you live. It's automatic. You sow a seed into a child's life. Your child's the recipient. Amen. Just the way it works. Hallelujah. Amen. He that ministereth seed, the word minister is give. He that gives seed to the sower. So he gives you seed to sow. Why does he give you seed to sow? That's what multiplies. That's what produces the harvest. That's what produces the miracle. That's what you live off of. Amen. Amen. Your job is to consistently keep the seed in the ground. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Amen. And people say, well, I don't have that much to sow. Well, number one, number one, that's a, they're focused on the wrong thing. If you want more, you have to be consistent to sow what you have. Right. If it's not sowing more, it's consistent with what you have. If, if God ministers a $5 seed to you, Scripture says your job is sow it. Amen. Is that right? Yes, sir. Because God ministers seed to the sower. Notice this next one. Minister bread for your food. Law of progression. The kingdom of heaven is as if a man would sow seed into the ground. And he sleeps and rises night and day. And the seed buds and brings forth. He does not know how. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. While you're waiting on the seed to multiply and you're waiting on the seed to bring forth, God will minister bread for the current needs you have. Amen. Why? Because the abundance is coming to eradicate the need. You ought to tell your neighbor, the abundance is coming to eradicate the need. You might just get a whole new car. Amen. Don't, you you got to move past believing for bailing wire to hook the muffler up and believe to change the situation. Oh, i got to hurry. He ministers seed to the sower, bread for your food. Here you go. Multiplies your seed sown. Amen. Now think here for a moment. If the seed is multiplied, anybody here going to be honest enough to tell me you used to gamble? Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. What, what if they were given 42 to 1 odds? What does that mean? For every dollar, you get 42. For every one dollar, 
you get $42 back. Anybody ever remember a fight some years ago between James Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson? Right? Mike Tyson was supposed to just get in the ring and breathe hard, and Buster was supposed to fall out. Buster put a whooping on Mike. Because Buster was fighting for his mama that had just passed away. Do you know the odds on that fight? 42 to 1. Now, I'm telling you this for a reason. It wasn't $42 to every $1. It was $42,000 to every $1,000. So there were people that put $1,000 on James Buster Douglas and walked away with $42,000. That's multiplication. Now I'm using that as an example to show you how it works. The investment was minimal compared to the receive, the receiving, the harvest. This happens every time you sow a seed. When you sow it, it multiplies. Amen. Yeah, pastor, it multiplies 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. Uh-uh, no, no. That's Mark chapter 4 that you're quoting, and that's the word that he's talking about. That's the seed of the word of God. That's not financial seed. Amen. The, the return that you see Jesus talk about was 100-fold. And you can believe that however you want. The highest investment, the highest return possible, or a hundred times. Everywhere you read that in the Greek, it's 100 times. Right. I've heard preachers that I love say, well, that don't mean a hundred times. Words mean what they mean. Yes, Amen. And it says a hundred times as much. Amen. Now think about that. Is that in the Bible? Yes. Can you expect that? Yes. What would your need look like in comparison to a hundredfold return? You understand? Wouldn't look very big, would it? Nope. See, this is important. The seed is multiplying. And notice, and he'll increase the fruits of your righteousness. That's not spiritual. That's physical. Because he's talking about physical seed and physical money. The fruits of being righteous are being enriched in everything requiring no aid or support. Your job is not to figure things out. Your job, the, the only thing that you should really be trying to figure out is how can I sow more? Now, I'll give you the answer. You just got to do it. Remember I said something to you this morning? I've had people over the years that would sow into my life. They'd have a need, and they'd sow. And they might sow two or three weeks in a row. And then God would meet the need, and they quit sowing. My question is, you're not believing for anything else? There's nothing else you're believing God for? It's not just about giving to me. It's about sowing. Right? 
You're looking for a place to sow. My wife called me one time, and she said, there's a, a person we know that has had a financial uh, need come up, and I just, uh, I, want, I want to, I was going to call you because I'd like to meet it. Go ahead. That's our life. Amen. We sow. It's the giving heart of God. There's a scripture in the book of Psalms that says, God will sustain him, this righteous man, on his bed of languishing. And people quote that where healing is concerned, and it's absolutely right. You can quote it where healing is concerned. But read the verse previous to it. It says, the man that God will sustain is the man that has been generous and gives. God will sustain him on his bed of languishing. There are people that you know and I know, good Christian people right now, that are worried about what they're going to do in their golden years because they don't have enough. And they live for God their whole life. And they could have been sowing for an abundance. But now they got to settle with whatever pension that they can get. Not me. I am not at the mercy of any system because I have the ability to sow a seed. Say that out loud. I'm not at the mercy of any financial system because I can sow a seed. I'm not at the mercy of that system. Amen. Well, you know, they didn't give me a raise. That matters little. Give yourself a raise. Give yourself a raise. Well, how do I do this? Sow a seed. I say sow a seed. Folks, I say these things because I want you to understand how much I believe in this. Pastor Michelle and I sow much more than 10%. We tithe much more than 10%. I made a goal years ago. I, am, I have a certain percentage that I want to give into the kingdom of God where the tithe is concerned. And it's not 10%, it's not 13%, it's not 25%, it's not 40%. I, I, I want to go all in where this is concerned. You understand? You get there by sowing the seed. You cannot hold a sower in bondage. Because the seed will always make a way. And that's why I said in the beginning, when you sow a seed, you produce a miracle. Well, I want to I be debt free. You better sow. Amen. Don't ever be that person that five years from now, you're still talking about what you want to see. Sow it and see it. Amen. There's things on your mark-off list this year, right? On your vision list. Things you want to mark off. Sow for it. Lord, I'm putting this seed in the ground for this. Well, what if all of them don't get marked off? Rejoice over the ones that get marked off. And sow a seed towards the ones that didn't get marked off. Ah, do do you see that? That, that's, That's the way it works. And it's, and it's fail-proof. It's fail-proof. You sow the seed, 
And for instance, I don't want to take too much longer. Our ministry, when God asks us to do something that is going to require more finances, the first thing we do is sow. I need the harvest for what God's asked me to do. Now, people will say, well, yeah, God will pay for what he asked you to do. I understand what they're saying. He will, but how about this? God will give you seed to sow so you can reap a harvest and pay for what he's asking you to do. Is that right? I've had ministers look at me and say, how do you all do everything you do? We sow. When we took that $30,000 and sowed it into Brother Jerry's ministry, I, I had people look at me, well, well, you took that at one time and sowed it. I need it in the ground more than I need it in my bank. Amen. I don't know if you've ever heard, there's a minister in South Florida's name. We, we may not get into uh, the God's powerhouse. We may just teach on this. Hallelujah. But there, I don't know if you've ever heard, there's a minister in South Florida named Henry Fernandez. And He's, he's a wonderful minister, but he's believing God. He was believing God in, in his church. And I said some of this this morning. Uh, he was believing God for a new building. He had some money in the bank account. I believe it was like $600,000 in the building fund. But they were believing for a building that was somewhere in the neighborhood of $7 million. Property and everything. So he was asking the Lord what to do. And the Lord said, there are three churches that are in building programs. And you can take the money in your account and divide it up and pay all their building programs off. Well, they did it. Now he's got zero. Now watch, hang on. He's got zero in the bank, but he's got $600,000 in the ground. See, People think that when they reach in their pocket and they get money out of their pocket and they put it in the ground, now I'm, they go through, now, now I'm $100 light. I had, I had $350, now I only got $250. You got $250 in your pocket, but you got $100 in the ground. Is, is that right? See, seed doesn't multiply in your pocket. Seed multiplies in the ground. So he's got $600,000 in the ground. Well, a guy comes and wants a meeting with him. So he agrees to a meeting. Not usually, but the Lord said to meet with the guy. He said the guy came in and looked homeless. And he said, uh, you know, how much is the building you're believing for? And he told him. He said, okay, all right, well, I'll be talking to you. And he left. A few days later, he called and he said, Pastor, can we meet? you at the building, look at the building. He said, sure. And so he went and met with them, and he said he still looked homeless, and his wife was with him, and she looked more homeless. And they're walking through the building. The guy's saying, oh, okay, all right. And he's looking at it. A few weeks later, the guy calls him, and he says, Pastor, can I have your bank account number? And, and he said, I thought, I'm going to give him my bank account number. And the Lord said to him, why? There's nothing in it. Amen. Right? 
Now, what's he got in the ground? What's that? 600,000. What's he got in his bank account? What's he believing for? Building. What's he need for the building? And, and that's money, right? What did he sow to get money? Money. Amen. The guy said, uh, check your account in two days. He checked his account in two days. All the money he needed to go pay cash for his building. Now here's what people will say. I wish God would do that for me. Will you sow like he sowed? Because if you'll sow like he sowed, you can get the results that he, well, I don't have $600,000, but what do you have? Amen. What do you have? You know, when Jesus told the story about the woman with the two mites and the rich people giving all they had, you know, Jesus, Jesus wasn't just emphasizing the, the poorness of that widow and talking about if you only got two nickels to rub together, aren't you blessed? No, you're not. If you've only got two nickels to rub together, you're not blessed. There's no blessing in that. I'm not being ugly. I'm just saying that's the reality of it. If I don't have what I need to consistently meet my needs, something is wrong. Amen. Let me try over here. If I don't have what I consistently need, something's wrong. And it's not that I'm a bad person. I know people that love God with all their heart. And they are so broke they can't pay attention. And my heart goes out to them. I don't preach these things because I want to say, look, look, look at us. My heart, I've been broke. I've been with nothing. I've been to most people's houses in this church. And I'm telling you, no matter how little you may think of your home, mine was worse. I got married to my wife and we lived in the government housing project. With nothing. Nothing. Every week, I walked to the mailbox and got our stamps. Some of y'all been on assistance and you got a card. You can swipe it. We had to go through stamps. Yellow ones, pink ones, green ones. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. <laughs> and people say, well, weren't you working? Every hour they would give me. But understand something. The devil is so good at devouring that if you don't get ahead of him with the seed, he'll rob you. Amen. And you can work every hour they give you and come up empty. Are you following me? You see this? Hallelujah. Where was I at? I was broke, right? So here, here's the thing, here's the thing. I've been there. My heart goes out to people. But because my heart goes out to them, I got to be honest. Amen. You're way out. Sow your way out. It's fail safe. You know, I'll be here again. I'm not going anywhere. I've been preaching this for 25 years now. Well, 24, full time here. And I'll always show back up because it works. Amen. Do, do you see what I'm saying? If I want 
the change, I got to sow a catalyst for the change. Hallelujah. Think, think about our children and grandchildren that are going to Fort Faith and going to uh, 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 Baby Faith Builders and going to Kids Church. Think they're getting a hold of the revelation of sowing and reaping now. Amen. Amen. No, you're not going to have to take care of them when they get older. No. Why? They're going to have what they need. Amen. Do you see that? And those of us that got a hold of it in our, in our adult years, look at all that God's done for us. And imagine what He's going to do for your children. And your grandchildren. Because your children are going to... Te- Listen. If you have children that, you know, you maybe you got them into this a little later than, than some. Imagine your grandchildren. They're going to be in on it from the day one. Amen. And your great-grandchildren will be in on it from day one. And now there won't be a generation that doesn't know how to sow. So you're not only going to change it righteously, you're going to change it financially. Your whole family tree will change. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when your child comes to you and says, are we rich? Just look at them and say, yes. I know parents that would go, now baby, now we're not rich. We have what we need. Come on, man. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was so very rich, He became so very poor that you through his poverty might be rich. Now, are you saved? Now, now think about this in the context of covenant. Does God call you rich? Does he? Then what are you supposed to call yourself? So when your child says, are we rich? And you say, yes. Are you lying? No, not lying. Not lying. And, and watch your life take off. There are people in here believing for a new house. There are people in here believing to, to get out of where you're at and to get into something that you know God wants to give you. Well, God doesn't want to give you a shack down on, on the Call River. Amen. Where you're drinking branch water and eating wild onions. God wants to give you something that has God's stamp on it. God did this. Amen. 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 Do you see that? And it's not about physical wealth. It's not about things. It's about living up to the potential of the seed. Hallelujah. 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 Do do you see that? I learned that years ago. Amen. We were were talking to somebody one time, and they made a statement about my wife. And, you know, when Pastor Michelle and I moved to this area, uh, we were driving an old Chrysler LeBaron that somebody had blessed us with uh, because our uh, 
her stolen car. They, 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 they had taken the asphalt off the street where we live to redo it, and the manhole was sticking up. And she couldn't see it. It was dark, couldn't see it. So she ran over it, and it just ripped the undercarriage out of the car. That was the end of that. I had a Volkswagen Rabbit that was shot when I bought it and paid $500 for it. If you ever drove a Pinto, then you know what I was driving. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. She moved here to Kansas City in the LeBaron. I stayed there to finish work in the Rabbit, and it broke down, and I couldn't afford to fix it. So I just had to leave it in the mall parking lot. Well, why didn't you get a tow truck? Couldn't afford one. You think, you think I'm joking. I didn't have nothing. I was talking to my sister and my Pastor Mark the other day. We went out to, 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 to breakfast, and I was visiting with them, and we were talking about the goodness of God. And all of us can remember when the three of us, the four of us, used to sit around, and we had nothing. We had nothing. I know what it's like to have Nothing. I know what it's like to buy your children underwear for Christmas. Not anything they wanted. Things that you should have been able to buy them on a regular basis. You had to buy them for Christmas. Who buys their child underwear for Christmas? Or a belt? Or socks? That's what your grandma buys you after you're an adult. Because you're not cute anymore and she don't have to spend any money on you. Now, I'm, I'm saying that for a reason. Watch them little old kids open up underwear and act excited. They weren't excited. It's underwear. You, you understand what I'm saying? I know what it's like to have to set off a roach bomb in your house before you go to church on Sunday morning so all the roaches will be dead because people are going to come to your house Saturday Sunday night. And you got to get home and sweep up all the dead roaches. Right. Hallelujah. I know what it's like to believe God for a $10 bus pass. $10. $10 a month to ride the metro to Blue Cross Blue Shield. Amen. Little Caesars was our friend. Two large pizzas for $6.99. Oh, dear God. We were broke and unhealthy. Now, I'm saying all this for a reason, but one day I got a hold of something. God has given the seed to the sower. And in my basement, in that little roach-infested house, I made the determination I'm not listening to anything else but what God has to say about His system of finance. And I recorded everything I could record, and I've told you the story. We saved up the money and bought the 1998 finance convention at the World Dome, World Changers Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Creflo Dollar, Leroy Thompson, John Avanzini, and Mark Bishop. And they, they were ministering. Right there, the, the Lord was dealing with the body of Christ about what Dr. Thompson was preaching on money cometh. You were at Lenexa Center when Leroy Thompson came there. Money cometh to me now. And people gave him a hard time. 
he was just doing what the Word says, command ye me concerning the works of my hands. But he was ministering, and we listened to that over and 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 over again. We didn't listen to praise and worship. We didn't listen to, uh, we didn't watch regular TV. We turned the TV around and faced the wall and put a blanket over it and acted like it didn't exist. Well, what about your kids? They were broke too. I couldn't adequately clothe them. You understand? Something's got to change. Because you love God. You love God with all your heart. But yet there's this struggle. Something had to change. It had to change here. You cannot put adequate faith in the seed until something changes in you about the seed. Because what's your part of the covenant? Faith and obedience. You understand? So my mindset's changing. Before God could bring me the money to sow, my mindset had to change. Right? Amen. I, I, I hope you're getting ready to give. But here, here's, here's the point that I'm making. There are people on the sound of my voice, people watching online, and, and, and here's the issue. You want things to change. Things need to change. But your mindset about the seed has to change. Amen. Let me go back to the example. If I look and I think, if I take $100 out of what I have, I'm only going to have 350 left. But I got a hundred in the ground. Now help me real quick. What's a hundred times a hundred? If you sowed a hundred dollars and you got a hundred full return, what'd you get? What's that? How much? Ten thousand. Would that make a dent? I said, would that make a dent? That 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 you're believing for that that God paid off. Did He pay it off? Did you sow a seed for it? And did God pay it off? Did God wake somebody up and give them a dream? Remember I said that on a Sunday, on a Sunday night. I said, if God's got to wake your employer up or give them a dream to give you a raise, he'll do it. This is a young man that came to me. And, and you can ask him what God did for him, but it was great. His boss had a dream. That Jamie and Jeremy were going to leave his company. So he got up. What's that? And it was going to go under because they were gone. Well, now listen to me. They only brought the man over a million dollars worth of business. See, sometimes you want the seed to work. Work on being a good employee. Work on make, being a profit to your company. God gave them a dream. That their business, they were going to leave and the business was going to go under. He caught when, next, the next day or sometime after that? Two weeks. <laughs> Called him in. Gave him a big bonus and a big raise. Go, 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 go ahead and stay with us. Am I right? 
What preceded the dream and the bonus and the raise? The seed. I prayed for Jamie. The Lord said, what do you want on your job? He said, I want a raise. I think you said a big raise or just a raise. He got a big raise. Was that per hour? Do you care if I tell people? Five dollars per hour. How much did you get? Dollar fifty an hour. You know you rejoice over a quarter. Hey, they gave me a quarter raise. And that's wonderful. That's great. Five dollars an hour? What? Yeah. He's doing the same thing that he was doing before he got the raise. And then uh, the same thing that he was doing before he got the raise. So he's doing the same job for more money. Glory. So you got to change your mindset about the seed. So my mindset is changing about the seed. And God couldn't get a revelation to me about the seed until he got a revelation to me about what he wanted to do. And so that night we're sitting there and Dr. Thompson is preaching and he makes that statement. You need to jump up. And say, I'll never be broke another day in my life. Man, that hit me. Now, wait a minute. I've been fertilizing the soil of my spirit for 40 days. We told the Lord for the next 40 days, we're not going to do anything but focus on what you said about our victory financially. I'm not... Pounding my chest. I'm saying, if you want change, it's preceded by commitment to change. Amen. Well, you know the story. I've told it here a multitude of times. Man, I jumped up. It hit me, and I started running around that house. Didn't take much. It wasn't as, the living room wasn't as big as this area right here. And I'm running through the kitchen, back in. I'll never be broke another day in my life. Pastor Michelle's running with me. The kids woke up. What the, what's going on? And they, you know, they're little Pentecostal kids. They just started running. I mean, them Pentecostal kids, you go, whoa, and they go, wow. They just, you know. I mean, we all started praising God tonight, and I just saw those little Pentecostal kids. <laughs> this just hands up, just. Amen. That's not a bad thing. You're Pentecostal kids. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. But that was the beginning. That was the beginning. Nothing changed. Financially overnight, I changed. And when I changed, I had a revelation now. And when I sowed my seed, I sowed it with a different understanding. 
Because before I gave when I thought I had it. Then I started giving because I knew that was the way I live. And he said, all sufficiency in all things and abound to every good work. Is that right? All sufficiency in all things. What does that mean? Whatever comes up, you just write the check. I said, whatever comes up, you just write the check. And you don't miss it. Amen. We had an unexpected thing with our home the other day. People say, what'd you do? They told me how much it was going to be, and I wrote the check. Amen. Well, what'd the insurance pay? Not enough. So what'd you do about the rest? Wrote a check. Right. Did you miss it? Not a lick. Amen. Nothing will ever come up that causes me to miss anything. Amen. Because right now my seed's multiplying in the ground. Do you understand that? I didn't, well, I say I didn't intend to take this long. I've intended to take as long as the Holy Spirit wants me to take. So I guess the title was wrong, Dave. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sundays is always subject to change because it's open to the movement of the Holy Spirit. And here's what I don't want you to do. In a service like this, you can start looking at what you don't have, and the enemy will get you over in a pity party. And once you get over in a pity party, you can't sow adequately. And you can't sow adequately because the Bible says that you do not give grudgingly or of necessity because God loves a cheerful giver. And when you get over in a pity party and you're just going to try it, you're wasting your seed. You're throwing your seed on the concrete. Your heart motive has everything to do with the ground. Pastor, I just wish I could just write a check. Well, now, now, wait a minute. See, don't miss the point. You get there the same way. Listen, if you see somebody that did something you want to do, what do you ask them? How'd you do it? And when they sit down and start telling you, you don't feel bad about where you're at. You just got the information about how to get where they're at. I'm telling you, in this church, debt freedom shall be the norm. I'm telling you, we are going to be so debt free that everything in our life is a potential seed. Everything that comes into my life financially qualifies for a seed. Now, now, here's what I want you to understand. Everybody's not that way. Because the enemy will get people tied up financially. That's what we talked about today. But what you can sow, you must sow. For everything to become a potential seed, what you can sow, you must sow. Amen. You know, we were rejoicing the other night. Dwayne and Heather paid their house off. <laughs> What's that? God did it. But see, I'm privileged to know the seed they sowed. I know what they sowed towards that. 
I know the first fruits that came into that. If there's a couple that I, I'm, and I'm, I'm not bragging on them as much as I am them getting a hold of the revelation. If there's a couple that I know grabbed a hold of that first fruit revelation, and every time Dwayne would get a raise, they would bring to the ministry the, the exact number of his raise. Not, not, not the per hour, what it was going to, the, the first amount. And God paid that house off. That, that debt-free house just sleeps better. Doesn't it? I mean, it looks, you don't mind mowing the lawn. Debt-free, hey, debt-free grass. Hallelujah. People drive by, you're like, hey, debt-free. Sod belongs to me. Hallelujah. Somebody's walking their dog. Get your dog off my debt-free grass. That is not debt free. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Am I helping you? Yes, what does life look like when you look at it through the lens of the seed and not the lens of the need? The only thing you have to do to achieve what you want to achieve is get the seed in the ground. Glory to God. There's a man coming to our church, our Little Rock location, that when he came to our church, he was homeless. Driving a taxi, homeless. Sleeping in his car, sleeping in the taxi, waking up every morning, going to Walmart, buying some extra clothes. Didn't have nowhere to clean up. Came to the church, and the first Sunday he came to the church, he turned around and left the parking lot the first time because he saw people walking in in suits. He said, I thought, dear Lord, that's a rich church. Well, it is, just like this one is. Amen. You know, I like it. People drive by our parking lot out there. They see Audis. They see Infinities. They see BMWs. Amen. Well, what's that got to do with anything? Well, nothing in the, in the eternity scheme of things, right? But somebody's doing something right. Well, he, he drove down to uh, Burlington, down there. to he, he wasn't going to get, get anything. He was trying to get away from the Lord. And the Lord said, where did I tell you to go? At that time, he was a former preacher. He's now a pastor that I'm going to be going. He's a preacher again that I'm going to be going to uh, uh, um, Pine Bluff next week with him to scope out buildings. Because he wants to start a faith builder's pine bluff. And so my point is, he came in and he got out and, and uh, uh, he was standing there. And uh, some of y'all know that we have a little short lady that goes to the church named Mary Barlow. And uh, she's one of the greeters. And uh, so he was standing there and she saw him. She said, come on in, come on. And he goes, can I come in there dressed like that? She said, come on in. And he came in. I wasn't there the first Sunday I was ministering here. Pastor Michelle ministered. And she said, Pastor Seal will be here Wednesday. And I had never met the man. And I walked in on Wednesday night. And the Lord spoke to me. And I, and I went over to him, was talking to him. And I looked at him by the Holy Spirit. I said, I am your pastor. And you are my son. Amen. Well, immediately he began to weep. And, and, and the Lord grabbed a hold of him. Here's the point that I'm making. 
he got a hold of the concept of the seed. And he made the decision that every time he saw, and this is his words, his man of God, he's going to get a seed in his hand. Hallelujah. He's not homeless anymore. Far from it. He actually lives in the home I used to live in. Is in demand on his job. <laughs> Hallelujah. He doesn't, he doesn't shop at Walmart no more. Not that there's anything wrong with shopping at Walmart. That's not what I'm saying. What I mean by that is he doesn't have to go there and buy something because he don't have anywhere to clean up. He comes to church in a vest and a suit that's tailored and shoes that are so shiny you can brush your teeth in them. Amen. And is a blessing and is blessed. What happened? He got a hold of the concept of the seed. I talked about the young lady that works with me in children's ministry there and was believing God for her college tuition to be paid off. And she sowed a certain amount of seed into my life, came and brought it to me and sowed it to me. And God paid her tuition in full. God paid it off. She was believing God. She wanted to put her child in preschool full time. It's going to be $300 extra a month. You know, when you're a single mother, $300 extra a month is a lot of money. Amen. And when she told me, she, she wanted me to believe with her. And when she told me, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, Michelle and I can do that. Is, would you have us to do that? And he said, no, it's more important that she learns to use her faith. Well, long story short, she did. She sowed a seed. Went and talked to him. Signed him up. See, if you're not going to be willing to act after you sow the seed, when the seed is in the ground, you're supposed to act like a harvest is coming. It doesn't mean you go and sign up for something that you can't afford in, in that sense. You understand what I mean? Well, I'm believing God for a new car. And you sow a seed and then you go down to the Mercedes dealership tomorrow. Well, they might give you one because you qualify on paper. That don't mean you can afford it. But the seed will make sure. Sowed the seed. Went and signed him up. Going to do it. The next day, she dropped the child off. They said, wait a minute, come in the office. She came in the office. They said, we're scholarship in your son. You owe nothing. Now, I've had people over the years say, well, that was just coincidence. I would think it's just coincidence if I hadn't seen it literally thousands of times. Amen. Or at least hundreds. Amen. Hallelujah. Your seed is what your seed directs the abundance in your life. Your seed is the conduit that determines where the abundance is going to flow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I, there's, there's so much I could say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And so, at that point, as we're getting ready to give, at that point... When you make a decision, I'm going to sow this seed. 
then you wrap your faith around that. This is what the Word said. God cannot lie. I have a covenant. I've been talking about a covenant of healing, a covenant of blood. We're going to start talking about a covenant of prosperity. I have a covenant of prosperity. It's just the way it is. Hallelujah. And, and, I'll, and, and I'll give you an opportunity to give after this. Struggle is not in your vocabulary. Amen. What produces ease in your finances is the seed that you sow. The fight is the fight of faith. You're not fighting for finances. You're not fighting for faith. You're standing in faith. Hmm. Hallelujah. I had a friend of mine tell me one time, he said, you have a revelation on seed time and harvest that I don't know too many people that have. I live that way. When Pastor Michelle and I come up against something, it's not what can we do, it's what can we sow. What can we sow? Amen. You believe that? Amen. Now, you may have already made out your envelope, but if you've made it out, that's fine. But here's, let me ask you a question. If you don't, who else is going to call your seed what it needs to be called except you? Nobody. I can't name your seed. So what I'm saying, what I want to ask you to do tonight, and you, if you don't want to participate, you don't have to. If you're going to sow, you're sowing by an envelope. I want you to write on that envelope somewhere that this is what you're believing for. This is what your seed's for. You're calling this seed this. I have a friend that every time he makes out a check and he signs it, it says, it has his name and it says underneath it, is one blessed man. I got another friend that over their signature on their check, they write, money comes to them. He'll say, what good does that do? You know how many times that's read out loud? Huh, Billy Joe is one blessed man. Jimmy John, money comes to Jimmy John. Well, now, wait a minute. Think, think about this. If you're sowing a seed tonight, doesn't money come to you? Amen. If you're sowing a seed tonight, aren't you one blessed man? Amen. Are you blessed when the seed shows up? Yes. Or were you blessed when you sowed the seed? Yes. The blessing's not when I get the seed sown, when I get the, the harvest back. Just like you're, you're not healed when you feel better. You're healed when you took it. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? This is a holy moment. Because there's lives. There, there, there is futures that will be changed right here. I said there are futures that will be changed right here. Right here tonight. There are businesses that are going to be enriched. 
when you are a business owner that sows, they can put you on the back alley in the back street of the worst city in America and you will prosper. Because the seed will ensure that people find you. You can go to any number of training seminars and pay them thousands of dollars to learn how to be successful in your business and you will come nowhere near the success that you will get by sowing the seed. Because everything else is just natural. The seed is supernatural. Amen. You believe that? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll give you a moment. I see some are still writing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you sow your seed, keep the miracle action working. The seed will produce perpetually. Just will. If you don't stop the miracle action. Right? And then what comes out of your mouth when you see something that goes contrary to what you're believing is, no, I have given, therefore it's given unto me. In measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. My God does cause me to abound to every good work. He supplies all my needs according to His riches and glory. Amen. There is no lack. Only all sufficiency in all things. Amen. You got to talk to your home that way. What a blessed home. Amen. I, 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 I got rugs in front of my front door and my garage door. It says, I'm blessed coming in and coming out. Y'all see the people, the repairman came the other day and he was rang the doorbell to ring and I could see him through the video and he was going, because the, the coming out's upside down, the coming in is right side up. He's like, blessed coming in. <laughs> hey, hello. <laughs> Say, yeah, I'm blessed both ways. I'm a switch hitter. I'm blessed coming in and coming out. Amen. Amen. Well, why is that important? Because you've got to keep that in your mind. Look at your children all the time. Tell them, boy, you're one blessed child. I tell my children all the time, you're just blessed that you were born to me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was talking to my wife the other day, and, and I got a, 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 my newest grandchild is a granddaughter. Double, right? I mean, she's just got to smile at me. I'm like, what do you want? Just what is it? And so I, I told Pastor Michelle yesterday, I said, I need to go by the store first. Well, I'm going to go see the kids. And I said, uh, uh, I got to, you know, got to come bearing gifts. And uh, I was talking about my little granddaughter. And she's not as attached to me as the boys are. And so she'll let me hold her for a while, and then she wants mama. Pastor Michelle told me on the phone the other day, said, ah, just a few months, she'll learn. <laughs> that every time Paul comes, he comes with something. Now, I'm not bragging. I'm telling you something. I am the 
I am the image of God to them. This is how God wants to do for you. Amen. Do you understand that? When you talk to your children, talk to them like they're blessed. Talk about yourself like you're blessed. When they come and ask, can, you, can they do something? Don't pull that old religious stuff. Oh, honey, now daddy don't have the money for that. And after all, money don't grow on trees. Really, Einstein? That it, no, it, money, money doesn't grow on trees. No, really. If that isn't the stupidest statement. Some kid run around, you know, money don't grow on trees. They don't even know what it means. Four years old, money don't grow on trees. Tell them their, their friend, hey, you want to come over and do this? Well, you know, money don't grow on trees. So you got a broke-minded four-year-old. They've not made their first paycheck and they're broke-minded already. Well, what do you do? I've, I've already started. I'll get Lily and we'll get on our knees. I'll say, now, honey, let's just believe God for that. Let's come into agreement and believe God for that. She put her puppy on the list. Vision list. What do you want to put on Lily? A puppy. What kind of puppy? A black poodle. We believe God. Guess what we pick up next month? <laughs> A black poodle. Amen. Well, Pastor, you're paying for it though. Yes. But God gave me the finances. And when I give it to her, I'm not going to say, look what daddy got you. I'm going to say, look what the Lord blessed you with. You know where her faith's going to go? Through the roof. If God can give me that dog, God can give me anything. Am I helping you? When you're walking through the store and they see something and they want it and you don't have that amount in your pocket, don't tell them that. Now, nah, baby, we can't get that. Daddy just don't have the money. I'm sorry. I wish I could. You're killing their faith. You're killing their faith. Look at them right there in Walmart or wherever you're at. Grab hands. Look at the amount. Father, we come into agreement that whatever the child's name is, we'll have that in Jesus' name. Amen. And then tell them, when you get your allowance now, so. Amen. Tell them to sow. Why? Because, because then their piggy bank will be full. And you'll be feeding the pig all the time. Yes. Amen. Lily will come to me with money and say, let's go feed the pig. All right, let's go feed the pig. I'm, I'm telling you how to transform your family. When you have financial peace, you will have peace in so many other areas. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Because where you live is not where you got to live. It's where you live right now. And the Lord said there's nothing wrong with where you live. But here's the thing. If I want more, I can't get comfortable with what I have. Because what you need is a big one. Hallelujah. Is that right? Is that right? You need a big one. How many bedrooms you need? What? At least five. Can God give you that? 
He can? How big do you want your master bedroom? What? what? Oh, they're nice. My bedroom's as big as our first apartment. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. You walk in my foyer, it echoes. Hello, pastor. Hello, pastor. Hello, pastor. Now, I'm not bragging, but you know, you know how that came to me? We sowed seed. I don't feel bad about walking into my house. I've given a house away. Amen. I don't feel bad about getting in a nice vehicle. I've sowed seven of them. Amen. You understand? I don't, I, don't, I don't mind going somewhere and buying a nice suit and a nice shirt and a nice tie to go with it. You know how many suits I've given away? I know people say, I'd like to wear nice clothes. Give away something you have. Don't wait till you have something that you consider nice to give away. Sow something now. Do something to get a seed in the ground. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It can be something as little as buy a housewarming gift for somebody that's moving in a house. Bless Amen. them. Find out what they want. Y'all want this kind of lights? Go buy it. Amen. Would y'all you, would like one of those, you know, artificial intelligence, you know, an assistant, Alexa, or hey, Google, or whatever? Y'all like those? Yeah, we'll, we'll buy it. Isn't much. You can go buy one of them little buttons for $49 now. Little Alexa, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Lily has one in her room. Thing will freak you out. <laughs> <laughs> Free time is over. Shutting down. What? Who? Where? And the thing will tell you they can't do something for you. In Lily's room, Michelle has the settings on it. And I'll say, hey, Alexa, play this. I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. What? <laughs> you know who I am? I can unplug you. I don't like your ass. You understand? You don't want to work? We can hire Google. One day I was trying to get Alexa to answer me, and I was going, hey, Siri, hey, Siri, and nothing was happening. You know, the little light comes on, nothing was happening. And, you know, I'll tell off on myself, and I started getting upset. Hey, Siri, and you're, you're, you're there alone, you're going, what's wrong with this thing? Siri, and I thought, wait a minute, that's Alexa. <laughs> and I said that out loud, that's Alexa, how can I help you? <laughs> you out the window. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we're fixing to give. Hallelujah. The other day I was asking her to play a certain song and she goes, okay, here's such and such a song by Nine Inch Nails. No, that's, I did not ask for that. Oh, here's Red Hot Chili Peppers, Greatest Hits. No! I didn't say that. And you speak clearly. And then Lily will come in and speaks in some foreign language. And she goes, here's your song. What? It's a conspiracy. 
the females. It's I, I live with females. Hashtag girl dad. Well, Lily says to me, I'll say, come on, sweetheart, and she'll go, hashtag girl dad. You ready to give? I hope you receive tonight. I didn't intend to take an hour to teach on that, but I hope you receive. But you got it marked? What, are you, what you're believing for? This is important. Because from this moment on, you're setting a standard. This is what I've sowed for. This is what I'm expecting. Amen? I think we got the gentleman here tonight. Ready to go? Praise the Lord. Handsome Dan. Handsome Jamie. Rich Dan. Rich Jamie. We're going to have to pray about who they get hooked up with and make sure they're not after their money. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You ready? Stand up with your seed tonight, would you? This is it. This, this is that same anointing, and I'm telling you, this is it. This is where it ends. This is where it ends. And I'm going to tell you something that I heard that night. You will never be broke another day in your life. Because money is coming to you now. You believe that? Amen. So I'm just going to simply agree with you. And then I want you to come rejoicing. Father, I agree with your people. Lord, we have done our best to show concisely and clearly from the Word of God what your Word says about the seed being sown. And I thank you tonight. I agree with your people that money comes to them now. Father, the seed will multiply in the ground and it will produce a harvest of more than enough proportions in the name of Jesus. You come rejoicing this evening. I believe God. I believe God, Father, I, saw, I received this seed, and I believe in the name of Jesus that it will be returned in the proper proportion in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Father, I receive that in the name of Jesus. I receive that in the name of Jesus, and I declare, I declare that every hole is stopped up, every exit point is stopped up and it will not run through the fingers but it will gather in the basin in the name of Jesus. I believe that in the name of Jesus. Father, I believe God in the name of Jesus that every need is met and that every, every place that it has been escaping will not escape anymore, but it shall gather and it shall result in abundance in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I believe you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Ha. What's that? In good ground. For more than enough. Favor. Exposure. Exposure. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. That settles it. That settles it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That settles it. Now see, you have a covenant. Right? And you've sowed, right? Closes the book. That closes the book. 
God can't lie. So, Father, we thank you for the seed that's been sown tonight. We thank you for the seed that was sown into the ministry. We thank you for the seed that was sown personally into my life. And, Father, I believe that we shall see a harvest of abundance. And it will not be in years' time, but days and weeks and months. And there are those in here tonight that are facing deadlines, but the deadline will not come and go that you don't have what you need. It shall all come to pass in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, we appreciate everything that God's doing. Amen. Appreciate you all so much. Such a good church. Such a strong church. Amen. Moving on with the things of God. Amen. And uh, just growing and bringing your supply to every service. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, God's good. Amen. Well, come on, say it with me tonight, would you? The vision of our church to build people's faith and train their world by the word of God. You and I will always be. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main at buildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.